Hey, it's Seeking Plum. Yesterday, I had a chance to have a conversation with Alan of Sentient Future, and I had a really good time. I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I couldn't think of a topic or the right time, or there was always something holding me back. So first, I want to say thank you to Alan for putting it out there that you are open for calls and conversations. We weave in and out of empathy, intentional living, beliefs and values, consistency, hypocrisy, and the list goes on. A big thank you to you, Alan, and I would love to do it again sometime. And for you listeners, I hope you enjoy. Um, escape rooms? Right. Um, I remember that conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I actually spent some time figuring more out about it, like how I could do it and like what would be involved, uh, who I could get maybe funding from and where it would be done, et cetera. And I looked into all of it, but then I realized like what was, uh, what was going to be needed. And um, I, I, the hard part is, is, you know, letting others down as well as um, not being able to always fulfill them, especially on a schedule. And then it gets frustrating. And so uh, I try to find smaller goals to reach for and attain. Yeah, and I'm, I think that makes sense. And obviously, I'm not familiar with the details and nor do I need to be or all that kind of thing. But um you know, the main thing, right, is like we, we kind of want to make our respective futures and those for whom we care about, like, as bright as possible. And mm-hmm. for those, you know, who who can make longer-term plans or who have some short-term certainty, um, then fair enough, that works. But to, you know, to act in a long-term way that is irrational or irresponsible in the short term it's unlikely that that long-term vision is going to come to pass. I mean, to your, to your point, right? Absolutely. Right. So it's not like deciding to act in the short term when there is good reason to is any, it's not like there's anything to regret about that. That is like, you're, you're doing the absolute best, um, you know, you can. Right. By by caring for the present and in doing so, ensuring the best possible future you've got. Right. Yes, I hadn't considered it that way because a lot of the time there's this focus on, you know, your one-year plan, your five-year plan, you know, and what do you want to accomplish with your life and what, you know, all of these things. But I, I, I like your perspective. Well, you know, it's, I, I'm, I'm glad you like it. I mean, it's great, but um, <laughs> great, great good that you like it, not that it's rated like that. No, 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 no. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as you know what I mean. But, I do what you <laughs> Right? It's, you know, you're, you're being intentional, right? With, with your time. You are spending it in a way you weighed the, the likelihood of these futures panning out exactly as, as you see them against sort of the efforts and um, even yeah. like qualitatively. And, you know, the, the certainty that you need is more short to medium term. Right. And, and, and and that's your priority and good for you. And, you know, acting in any other way, I think would be regretful, would it not? Yeah, 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 definitely. It would sabotage any, um, 
any ability to do short-term or medium-term goals or achievements, you know? Um, yeah. I, I admire the way that you are able to plan every detail out. To some extent, I, there's no way, even if I was completely healthy, I, I could not do what you do uh, because of just how my brain works. It just would not, it would not fit into this, a very structured way of being intentional. I, I'm like, I, I would do intentional in a different way is what I'm saying. And you know what? That's, that's the only way to do it is in your own way. I was going right? to say that's exactly your thing though. Cause you've talked about your, your sentient future, um, modules or whatever you call it to be able to be picked, picked and chosen. What's the verb tense I want there? Um, you know what I mean? Uh, yes. <laughs> chosen. Sure. There we go. As, as seen fit or as would work for, for whomever. Um, so, so yes. Um, and you know, your, your point brings up a, a parallel that I, I guess in a conversation I had recently with a friend. And so she is uh, very intuitive and fluid in how she approaches life, not structured at all. Okay. Uh, like there are a couple firm rules and stuff like that, that she knows she needs to have. But beyond that, she's very go with the flow, like the most go with the flow person I've ever met. Okay. Uh, and she, she was funny. Um, so uh, the reason I bring this up is because I, I think there are either some parallels or, or she had a realization that I, I thought was, uh, it was eye-opening for me. And she said, she saw intention as being synonymous with structure, right? Initially, when I asked her, because I, I didn't preface her with any of my beliefs. I tried to not bias people. I'm like, what does intention mean to you? Or what does intention mean, living mean to her? And to her, it meant structure. Mm. And her, partner, her partner is super structured and she's super not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and... And they, they joke around. They've got a good relationship. And she saw organic as being this, uh, as a word that was opposite of intentional. Because organic for her meant it, it, it was fluid. It flowed, right? Right. And um, Which is fine. It was a slightly different interpretation than I would have had. But that's precisely why I asked the question without any sort of prefacing point of view. And then I asked her, okay, well, if you know that you're not structured, right? And you're happy with that. And but you consider intentional as being structured, then by by being unstructured, uh, are you being unintentional? Right? And she was like, No, I'm not like, <laughs> and I, I, I would agree with her because I don't think that intentional intentionality is that the word I want? I don't, yep. I don't think that it is entirely structure i mean it might be in part but you can decide you can make a decision that is intentional and that's not necessarily structured right and it's, and if you make a series of decisions that are intentional um rather than wavering or um and that and, and that can still be organic right yeah, and, and I completely agree with you, and that's where the conversation went. It's that, <laughs> right? It's that uh, 
you know, she was not being unintentional with her time. Yeah. That intentional does not inherently mean structure. They, you know, you look at the English dictionary, it's, um, I guess, intention means plan, but, you know, plan doesn't always have to be structured, right? It right. Can just, it can be term plan because, <laughs> you know, that's what you decide to do right now. And that looks like fluidity, right? It's all just from time scales. And so, uh, you know, she came away with the conversation and I, I think, and I did too, learning something and that that was, you know, living intentionally and it's not like everyone needs to or whatever, but that if you chose to, you could do it very much in your own way and that there were these different personalized ways to do it. Um, and, and for some that means longer term planning and for others it means shorter term uh, flexibility. You know, I'm going to maybe bring this full circle. Earlier, we were talking about values and beliefs and so on. And I think that, like, in one way to live intentionally is to say that this belief is something that means something to me. So when a situation arises that pertains to it, I'm going to be intentional with my decision. Like, and sometimes... Um, it, it, it requires um, conscious thought rather than a reflex to say that, you know, this is how I'm going to respond when this situation comes up, because this is, this is what I believe. Yeah, I, I like that. In the sense, like when you get to know yourself and there are a couple, there are a couple of uh, strongly held beliefs that you've got, um, that those are triggers for, so that when you, when you see them in the wild, as it were, it gives, <laughs> it gives you time to, or it, yeah, it triggers you to think a little bit deeply about it in that moment, just so that you're either consistent with those beliefs or that you've at least, you know, thought about it. Um, yeah, as opposed to uh, always doing sort of long-term planning, as it were. It could just be, it could just be triggers. Yeah, yeah. I think that for myself, there are certain... Um, situations with respect to boundaries like and those triggers come up and I'm like okay well when that does then I'm going to set a boundary here or um, you know I'm not going to I'm not going to cross this boundary or whatever you know but there are definitely um, in my life I definitely work that way yeah yeah and I like that right um, mm. like I don't know it's different for everybody but yeah. I want to see for, for anyone, frankly, is regret. And that's what it's all about. And I guess there are different ways to live for different people in a way that they won't regret, right? Because I, I see regret as living in a way that is consistent with your, your values and your goals, whether those are short or long term. And, uh, you know, I like helping people sort of get there and do that and try to some extent do it myself. Um, but... Yeah, it could very much just be a, a ton of short-term judgments that are triggers, you know, because they, um, you know, they're relevant to your values or relevant to who you truly believe you are. And I don't know, I'm just speaking top of mind here, but. How do you see regret with respect to um, wishes or um, things you would like maybe don't necessarily set as a goal or aren't um, like interested in focused pursuing. So 
I see this. Oh, I'm hitting the, the wall here. Sorry, one second. Um, so I see regret as whether we would make the decision differently. Okay. If we were to make it again, uh, if we had all the same information and no more. So there's still a possibility for regret to exist um, near the end of our lives if, um, apart from, like, when decision, like, if you have a decision, obviously, yes, we didn't make the decision, but um, um, maybe I guess it's just turning that wish into a goal or... I don't know what I'm getting at. So I, I, I see regret as, uh, and I mean, I guess different people see it differently too, but yeah, I, I see it as a, a decision we would have made differently, not on the basis that um, the decision we made had a poor outcome, because there's the difference, I think, between a poorly made decision and a poor outcome, right? And so some people see regret as a poor outcome. Oh, I wish this had happened. Right. Right. And when I see regret, like I think regret is something that we, if it's, it's sort of like true regret, then we internalize it. We reflect back on our behaviors and we, it's, a, it's a behavior that we regret um, because the outcome in many circumstances is not under our control. Our actions or our responses to our situations are our decisions are under our control. And, um, you know, but the outcome may not. It's obviously influenced by a ton of other factors. So we can't, I think, logically be too hard on ourselves about poor outcomes. Right. And I think, too, that the ones that when you're talking about a decision not made or made in a way you wish you hadn't, that, that kind of regret is the one that weighs heavier than the poor outcome. And, and that's that I could see being the, the one you want to avoid. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. It's like, Yes, we might still have, we might wish that certain things had happened for us in our life or that certain, uh, certain decisions we had made had had better outcomes, right? Mm -hmm. Or reflect on how nice would it have been or how different things might have been. Um, but perhaps there's some peace we can come to with that memory by just reflecting that there's nothing we would have done differently. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, if, if I had, or sorry, if the outcome had been different, right, or if some way I was able to, to make that happen, I mean, in a way that was unbeknownst to me at the time, then all these other positive things in my life may not have occurred. And it's like, you, you go back to all the sci-fi sort of time travel uh, plots, Right. And, right. and it's like you make some small change in the past and you then you go back to the future or to the present. And it's this, the ripple effect it has had has been catastrophic. Right. Yeah. Yes. Um, so it's like we really don't know whether all of the positive things we truly value in life, whether those have would have still remain if that positive outcome in that one circumstance would have occurred. Right. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So I, I think there's that uncertainty in a way that we want to be fearful of, right? Um, and I, I think that sort of comes back down to 
to being grateful for grateful for the positive things in our life, given the decisions that we've made with the best information we had at the time. Um, and, and that's kind of, that's that, right? Like the, the outcome totally could have been different, but that could have been overall worse or overall better. We kind of will never know. And I don't know. I th- yeah. And I think that like, if everything went perfectly, we'd be bored. And if everything went perfectly, we would be challenged or we wouldn't grow and, uh, that's boring too. <laughs> I, I like that. And not, not just b- boring, but, you know, possibly unfulfilling, right? For those of yes. us who are adopting this ever more popular growth mindset, um, you know, it would be unfulfilling possibly if everything were a success the first time. Yeah. That's something I've been thinking a lot about, you know, is that if everything was perfect in any regard that you look at, um, it just... It just would not be. That. Welcome back. Yeah. So I was hoping there would be some way to head back to the lock screen to hit speakerphone because it was going through the, the head. Oh. Uh, but there wasn't. And in doing so, I disconnected us. I'm really <laughs> surprised that happens. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Right. Um, I just was realizing the time, too. Um, is it? Oh, no, wait. No, you're still, never mind. I forgot what time zone. I'm like totally loopy here. Oh, yeah, no. It's all uh, good. So okay. I'm still good, but I know that I've been taking up a fair amount. No, no, well, I'm fine. But, I'm okay. fine. Well, um, but I don't know where we were when we got disconnected. No, me neither. So let's let's start new. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, Go ahead. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so... What was I thinking about recently? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the question I've been asking people that are close to me whose opinions I respect, and, and so I'd, I'd like to ask this of you as well, because it's something that I think will end up being foundational to how I pursue other things, but I'm just trying to gather perspectives, do market research, as it were. Okay. Okay. So however it is you define intentional living or living intentionally, okay? So um, use whatever definition you like. Okay. If you were to measure it, hmm. if you were to measure it and, and you can have the answer of, I don't think it can be measured and you can like that, that is a perfectly legitimate answer. You answer whatever you like, but if you were to measure it, how would you do it? Or how would you define it? Okay. Personally, I would, I would put this on a scale or a spectrum and would say that it leans further away from um, measuring. Okay. Can you hear me okay? I'm getting some feedback. Uh, yes, I can hear you okay. Um, yeah, sorry about the feedback. No, no, it's okay. Um, so I think that, like, uh, like if I'm planning goals, um, some of that can be measured. But I think that in the day-to-day being intentional about my decisions, um, I don't think that can be intentional. And also, I I see, I guess I, I also, I don't know exactly how this ties in, but for me, a lot of intentional living is taking value, uh, value um, the silence, right? Or the 
the time in nature or uh, something like that and or just listening to music and and how do you measure that i mean i could but then that defeats the purpose of how it feeds me if that makes sense so Interesting. Um, so, so there's potentially this risk of of erasing or, or counteracting the benefits of yeah. things to you. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, I appreciate that that perspective. That's cool. Yeah. So I think there's like some there, but not as much uh, as some. You know what I mean? Uh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. <laughs> For sure, and at this point, I'm just I'm just gathering data. I'm gathering information. I'm gathering different viewpoints. Um, so there's no like right or wrong answers. It's right. You know, it's just as. Uh, pardon me. Have you ever tried to paint around a ceiling fan? <laughs> uh, no, I can't say that I have. I've painted more around you know straight line things than I have round things before. Okay. So to give you a mental image, just as a quick side note, because I know you've got a sense of humor. Um, so I'm standing on our bed. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and our bed has all of the, and the whole room, frankly, has a bunch of drop sheets. So it's all protected. <laughs> and when I'm standing at, on the bed, the fan's blades are about head level. Okay. Then the ceiling is about a foot above my head. Okay. And the beds are not too stable either. <laughs> True. Well, well, yeah, actually, we're, we're, we've opted because we've got young kids to not do the bed frame thing yet. So it's uh, okay. it's on a, um, what do you call those? It's like, what comes under a mattress? It's like a box spring. Box spring. Right? We're going to have a box spring and then the mattress because it's so short enough that if the kids fall off in the middle of the night, they don't get hurt, all that kind of good stuff. So it's not like I'm that high up or that it's, it's pretty stable. Well, that's good. Yeah, but I've got one of those extension poles attached to the roller. Oh. And so I'm trying to navigate that in sort of these long vertical or, or horizontal strips of you know paint. Um, and then as I pass the ceiling fan, the extension pole rotates the blades but then I have to duck because it's head level. <laughs> yes. So that's where I'm at. This this would be um, it would be entertaining to see it on video. <laughs> yeah, uh, the thought had crossed my mind, but then I chose not to. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I was like wondering, should I just like live stream several hours of me painting? You show. <laughs> it's like I don't know if watching paint get applied is any better than washing paint dry. I was just going to say that. I, my, my first inclination is probably not. <laughs> probably not. And I don't, I'm not one to think that I've got the personality to make up for it. So it probably just would be as, as, yeah, as dry, no pun intended, as we would all think. <laughs> no, but the, the fan part of it would be entertaining. <laughs> That's true. Right, um, especially if you know maybe it wasn't a live recording, but it was just an actual recording. And then later on, I could, um, as I replay the video, I could keep track of how many points I scored versus the fan. <laughs> yes. For fan five, Alan zero. 
<laughs> so, I don't know, the things that cross my mind. <laughs> you are multitasking over there. Uh, I am. I don't do it well, though. I'm not, not usually an advocate for it, but I felt like, A, I have to get the painting done. <laughs> and, and B, the conversation was also valuable to me. So I'm at a crossroads, maybe. Difficult decision to make. No, pretty well. <laughs> you don't see the bruises, but yeah. <laughs> well, maybe apart from the fan part, it's kind of like adding a third dimension in. I mean, it's not just painting and not just conversation. Now you have to wrestle a fan. It's true. Um, have you ever watched either the old school version or even the newer one, which was hokey, but I still enjoyed it, of uh, Gladiators on TV? Um, I think I've seen a few episodes like a long time ago, but nothing recently. Okay. So old school, like, uh, competition with people wearing... You know, like 80s yeah. style spandex, you right. know, uh, you know, suits and, and being overly macho or what have you. Anyways, so one of the games they used to play was, uh, I think people were on two wobbly platforms and they each had sort of a long uh, rock with like a, a pillow at the end, effectively. They kind of look like giant um, Q-tips. Exactly, yeah. It was like <laughs> Q-tip apps, right? So yeah. that's kind of the weapon I've got against the fan here is... <laughs> <laughs> one of those um, and I, I think they kept score I wasn't entirely sure but and there was usually a victor at the end of the show but I don't really think there are any prizes involved here which is unfortunate <laughs> well yeah but if the fan is up on you on 5-0 then do you really want prizes for the fan <laughs> N not really well I guess it's prizes I don't tear the thing down <laughs> that is true you get to live. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, anyway. <laughs> that is your empathetic gift. <laughs> I won't rip you from the ceiling. <laughs> sure. Benevolence, right? <laughs> or, like, I, I try not to be a, a sore um, loser, but I don't want to, you know, be a, a sore winner either. <laughs> And that is always appreciated. Yeah. Um, so anyway, so this is weird comedic departure only because it doesn't happen every day and I thought that you might appreciate the visual. Yes, it was. Uh, I don't hear of people painting very often and I don't see people painting very often. So the visual is entertaining, even well, if I don't see it on video. I'm sure if a professional were doing this, yes. have like this professional way to do it that would look far simpler. They, they, probably, they probably have this funky like reach arm that is like bent funky to go around the blades or something and then just do a swipe. Kind of like a the compass you use in math. Yeah. Like, oh, I love that because that would also be potentially circular. Yes. Yeah yeah. Yeah that would make a ton of sense. Um, or they might take the fan down or any oh, yeah. sort of thing. But the ceiling fans are fairly common. I, I can't imagine there isn't a systemic solution to it. I think there has to be. You're right. Or if there isn't, at least it's a business opportunity. Okay, anyone out there, <laughs> if there isn't a solution to painting around ceiling fans, some right. serious money could be made, uh, possibly from me. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> 
take it to Shark Tank or something like that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so how did you get an idea for, you know, for your business? Well, you see this scar? <laughs> right above my eye? <laughs> for sure. So, yeah, anyways, it's, I, it's actually good. I'm sort of on the last major strip of the seal here for the first coat. And then I'm off to the upper room, just sort of two adjacent rooms I'm painting. So progress anyways. Excellent. Yeah. Been a good day. <laughs> what about you? Um, anything in particular on your mind? Um, I, it's sort of all over the place. I There was a thought, and then I forgot it. Okay. Well, you know, maybe at this time then, because we've exhausted our respective ideas, um, we can put it aside. And we'll touch base some other time. That sounds good. I've really enjoyed our conversation. I did too. Thank you very much. Thank you. And, uh, I, I want to say too, uh, I feel like you were doing the brunt of the work, but I, I <laughs> just want to say thank you for carrying it. And uh, um, maybe I will learn and do a better job next time but i just wanted to say thank you overall for the conversation and uh yes it was it was fun uh well the, the feeling is mutual i i i certainly don't think that it was one directional I, I think conversations need to be two directional i think this one very much was so um just wanted to say that and you know i, I look forward to I, I find like i don't always make the time to engage with the the deeper segments you make on your channel. And so I'm going to be making a more concerted effort to do that because of the people I've met on Anchor, uh, I've enjoyed the topics and the way that you think. Um, yeah, I, I find that sort of productive answers seem to come from uh, our interacting with one another's content. Absolutely. Thank you. And uh, uh, yeah, we should do that. Sounds good. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you again, and uh, best of luck with your next coat of paint around the, the fan. <laughs> sounds good. I will let you know how round two goes. Okay, sounds good. Have a good night. You too. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye.